Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, today on Dairy Stream, we're going to talk about automation and how to know if automation is right for your dairy. And our guest today is Richard Franta. He's from De La Valley. He's a capital sales specialist. And Richard, thank you for your expertise and sharing some details for us. I guess the first part of our podcast, I want to deal kind of with some basic questions. And then after our break here on Dairy Stream, I want to talk about how to prepare if you're going to go with automation and even ask you talk a little bit about what might be trending into the future. But first, let's be very basic. Uh, what is the first item farms should consider when looking into automation? I think there's a lot of things that we consider when we look at automation. In planning automation on a dairy farm, I actually think about three main items and how they come together and have to operate in harmony. And those items that I look at and plan with people are people, cows, and computers. For people, I really think about who's going to manage your new operation. How will you or this new employee work with the equipment? Does this equipment help lower your labor amount? Or are you actually needing to invest more in training and development of a higher quality person and manager for that robot or rotary? In cows, a lot of it is the basics. Is your herd healthy and productive? Are your stalls comfortable and well-maintained? Are the cows producing well, bred back on time, and have good hoof health? It's important to remember that milking systems harvest milk. The management of your cows is what produces it. And in computers, I think this is what people and farmers forget about in the equation when they start investigating automation. They can be excellent caretakers of cows and manage employees well, but they haven't considered much about how this highly automated system runs and how they're going to have to work with that. I want to ensure that each farm has plans to train employees on how to use the automation and computers correctly, how to interpret that data that the system collects and produces. And we also need to plan for success by placing the robots or rotary in attractive, well-ventilated and lit areas so that cows feel comfortable expressing their milk there. It's just one thing on that before we move on to the next question. When you talk about you know, the computers, I mean, did it have to be really computer savvy for this to work? Or I've seen farmers who have never owned a cell phone move on to robots or rotaries. And it's just a person that's able to adapt and learn. We're able to work with our computer systems and our herd management platform to best identify what that farmer wants to measure for data and be able to report that to them in an easy-to-read format. So I don't think they have to be super computer savvy. We definitely have those that are and those that aren't, and both can be successful in automation and dairy farming. So, Richard, you know, when is the right time, or is there such thing as a right time to automate? I think every dairy farmer has looked at their operation at some point in time and decided that they are no longer going to update, and slowly they became obsolete. So whether there's people that didn't put in pipelines or start using AI, the dairy industry continues to evolve and move ahead as technology advances. And so each person needs to look at their farm and say, how am I going to stay current and competitive in today's industry? So obviously we want our equipment to work for a long time and you know, keep a good maintenance program. I guess my question for you is, what do you need to maintain or what do you need to do to maintain your equipment? 
First off, a clean machine is a happy machine, whether it's an individual milking unit, a rotary, or box robots. Keeping items free of dirt and debris helps keep them in good shape. I also think it's really important to have a good relationship with your equipment dealer. Many farmers can take over maintenance of their equipment, but they need to buy parts and cleaning chemicals. Other farmers want to have their dealership do all of the service and maintenance work. So both are viable options, but it's important to understand how much you'll be expecting to pay for parts, service, and chemicals when you invest in a new piece of equipment. So is that something you encourage them to do is the maybe if you're not the one that's going to put your full focus on the maintenance, that you do some background work and understand to make sure this equipment is properly made? Absolutely. There are parts kits that come for our pieces, and we obviously encourage people to have those put in on timely manner. Uh, your dealership's able to do and manage those schedules and parts kits for you. And then if there are any other necessary parts or components along the way, you can decide whether you're the savvy person able to maintain those things or if it's going to be fully your dealership. Like I said, I think it's the opportunity for people to learn along the way. Most people start out having the dealership do 100% of the maintenance, and then they learn and pick pieces along the way that they can invest their time in. We have training classes. We have online support. So there's a lot of ability for a person to learn how to maintain that piece of equipment. So that transition from having the company really maintain it, you playing a big role, that's just part of the process? Absolutely. I feel that most people, the first six months, it's a transition to learn. There's a lot that's just gone on, whether you've invested in a rotary or robots or other new automation technology. You have just had a major change on your farm. So having a person that's fully trained and well-supported from the dealership, I think is necessary. And after that time period, you're going to learn a lot more about your machine and new automation system and be able to say, this is the parts that I'd like to do. This is the parts I'd like them to do. And you're going to feel more and more comfortable as that happens. Again, you're listening to Richard Franta. He's the Laval's Capital Sales Specialist. And we're talking about how to know if automation is right for your dairy. And during this segment, we're talking more about eh, some basic things you need to know. And I guess one of the things is compatibility. Uh, does it need to be compatible, Richard, with other automation, you know, such as uh, data monitoring systems? So DLL equipment is able to be a standalone piece that can be added to your farm. So if you have other automation equipment that you're very happy with and how it's performing, we can add our milking equipment and our feed automation that we have through feed, feed refreshers to be able to work with your current barn systems. As you said, it can be standalone, but for example, you know, a data monitoring system, can those things work together? They do. So if you have a current data monitoring system for your cows for rumination, activity, those sorts of things, you can use those in tandem with ours. They are going to be run through a different system, whether you have dairy comp, PC dart, to be able to read and get data off of your milk weights, those sorts of things, or to be able to get information from your herd management activity system. So what automation really provides the best return on investment? Since obviously this is a big financial commitment, you're looking for financial, financial returns. Uh, what thing, Richard, you know, when it comes to automation, provides that best ROI? I think it's specific on each farm. And so we do take a lot of time to evaluate that. So for some people who are saying, 
I have this great barn. I have some space in here and I'm looking and concerned about labor units. Box robots are a great option for you. If -hmm. you already have a rotary or if you're looking at buying one and you'd like to reduce some of the labor on that, we can look at teeth spray robots for pre-spraying, post-spraying. That machine, the TSR, is incredibly efficient and can eliminate a whole person of doing those tasks. They work with all brands of rotaries and can eliminate those pre and post dipping jobs. And then also we have a feed refresher, which is able to push up feed to cows. It remixes it as it goes and keeps fresh available feed for those cows. So I think you have to look at your dairy and see what your current gaps are and be able to understand how big of an investment you're looking to make in automation and what sort of money payback you're gonna get from it over time. And just one final question, kind of related to this before we take our break. Obviously, ROI is important to all producers as they are important to any business person. So is that something else you do in the preparation aspect of it, go over what the possible ROI will be? For sure. We have an ROI calculator. And so with that, I collect some data information from you about your current system, your production levels, some of your other data points, and you can compare that out. So perhaps you want to look at putting in a rotary or comparing to having boxed robots. And that system generates data on what we'd expect your performance to be in a rotary or in robots. So it's a really powerful tool to be able to go through with a farm family and say, here's what your current production cost is, and here's how we think your herd will change in robots or rotaries. Most people find that really great information that they can work with for future budget aspects. Our guest again is Richard Franta, DeLaval Capital Sales Specialist. Uh, After our break, we're going to talk about how to prepare uh, yourself for automation. And we'll look also at facilities such as, you know, can this be done when you're talking about having a stanchion barn or maybe you have a parlor? All these answers just to come here on Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. Milk is at the heart of what we do at DeLaval. For more than 130 years, we have been dedicated to reimagining dairy with innovative solutions that help producers improve the health of their herd, increase their farm's productivity, and enhance quality of the milk they harvest. Visit DeLaval.com or speak with your local DeLaval dealer for more information. Well, Dairy Stream is brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. And today, we're talking about how to know if automation is right for your dairy. Our guest is Richard Franta, the Laval Capital Sales Specialist. And we opened with some basic questions. And now we want to talk a little bit more about preparing to add automation to your operation. And let's go into facility-wise, Richard. Uh, Can you kind of tell us what a farm would do to transition its stanchion barn to use automation? We've had several herds transition from a tie stall or stanchion barn into robotics. Some of them have built brand new facilities and others have renovated the existing ones that they're already using. Both of these models can be successful with the right planning. For these, I'd like to think about a lot of factors. First off, are your tie stall cows used to moving at all for feed, water, or has it been brought to them their entire life? We don't just simply unlock cows one day and expect them to start using a robot. So what is their hoof health like? Cows and robots need to be able to move throughout the barn in a comfortable set of feet and legs. Having a plan for 
cow flow to the robot will be an important step in making your transition into robotics and automation. These herds could also benefit from having milk meters if they are wanting to stay with their pipeline in their tie stall herd. There are options within them to be able to automate their herd. And if they're looking at expanding or milking in a small rotary, that's a great option too. All right. That covers that pretty well. And I think you did a nice job of painting the picture for that. What about if I'm transitioning a parlor? So for a parlor herd, I think they already have different expectations in their herd since those Mm -hmm. are used to moving in free stalls and moving throughout the barn for feed, water, and being milked. For those freestall herds, we have to plan well to how we're going to place their new rotary or robot. Are we adding on to the existing facility? Is there enough space within the one we have? So is our milk house big enough and up to date for what we're now adding to the farm? A lot of those things go into planning those updates and having a trusted team of advisories will be necessary. I think the size of your herd will also help dictate what you're willing to spend and how you're trying to change your labor force. If you're a medium-sized herd, you could look at getting robots and be very efficient. But perhaps you could also look at getting a small rotary that could be operated by a single person. Investigating both those options will help you understand the change in your labor force. On large herds, I dive deep into them with understanding how you want to manage those cows, house cows, and milk cows, whether that's in robots or a rotary. Once you've established those items, you can better decide which direction we're heading. And as long as we're talking in, about transition, we gave you the options of you know the tie stall or the stanchion barn, or if you've got a parlor. For those that might be listening to Dairy Stream right now and say, "Well, I got a stanchion barn. I don't know if automation totally makes sense for me." I guess what you're saying though is, through good planning, there is an option, even if you're currently in a stanchion barn. I have several examples to be able to show you of stanchion barns that moved into new automation. We are spending time with Richard Franta from De Laval Capital Sales, specialists in uh, obviously, you know, operating and understanding automation. You made that kind of clear in the first part of our conversation that that is, you know, a skill. So what should farmers do to make sure that not only they are prepared, but if there are larger operations, they have employees so that they're properly trained to deal with this automation as well? There are many resources for getting trained for yourself and your employees. The equipment dealership will have someone available who's certified to do work and maintenance on that equipment. Generally, I think most farmers want to learn to maintain their new automation they've purchased. Many times, the farmer learns and gains confidence in fixing and maintaining their machine, and they'll learn from that experience and their dealership on how to do that. DLL offers classes and support as you start up, once you've gotten going, and also we'll, when you're ready to dive deep into it and start tweaking things to fit your specific goals. There's a lot of support in helping make sure the farmer has the tools, resources, and information they need to be successful with their new automation system. Now, Richard, way back when we started this conversation, we talked about things to consider when looking at automation. You put a lot of emphasis on the cows. Obviously, we need a transition period, a period of learning for you know the producer and for their employees. What about for the cows? In box robots, I always tell people that there are three days, three weeks, and three months. The first three days of when you start up your robots, it's very difficult. You, the cows are totally new to this, and it is 24-hour clock that you have to help 
guide cows into robots. After those first three days, the cows start getting it. And then I feel the next three weeks, you're still going to have to fetch cows heavy and be pretty on top of how your herd is moving and learning in that new automation system. After about three months, that herd has transitioned into a robotic herd. And you'll notice that maybe a couple cows still are not getting it, but pretty much everyone else is flowing and doing what you'd expect in a, a robotic herd. So three days, three weeks, and three months. If you're putting in a rotary and you have cows that are trained to a parallel parlor, that is transition time also. It is not as extended as it is for robots, but I do think that for your first couple of milkings, you're going to help get cows on the rotary and they'll learn and adjust within a couple of days. Very interesting. For a while there, it's sort of like, you know, when you get married, the periods are longer in the three sessions you're talking about. But, yeah, we all kind of do the same adjustments. Uh, I want to get back just from your experience and what you've been dealing with with uh, producers, you know, be they coming from a stanchion barn history or a parlor. Uh, obviously, there are a lot of positives we want to share about this and reasons to go to automation. But so they're prepared for the other side as well. Are there some of the obstacles that a farmer does face and challenges in terms of automation that we should also make them aware of? Well, as we were just sharing, I think you have to be ready for that transition period, both for your cows and yourself. You don't just start them up and everyone, your employees and the cows figure it out right away. They will both have resistance to your change. And for some employees and some cows, it's easy. And for some, it's hard. So I think for robots, it's important to work with your nutritionist to dial in your ration. We're going to start feeding pellets. So you have to decide how much you want to feed, what that cost of pellets going to be, and how it'll impact your traditional TMR as you move into having energy offered in the robot. Good insights there. We appreciate that. Richard France is our guest, Deal of Al Capital Sales Specialist on how to know if automation is right for your dairy. And we just have time for a couple more questions. One, I guess we even had this problem when we started our podcast, and that's internet access. What about things like that or other resources outside of just the physical materials? It is important to have good internet access for your dairy. Having highly automated Computer systems that measure all this data on cows and their milk weights and help need good internet to report that to you because you're going to be accessing it through your phone and apps and your computer systems. So we need to make sure that we can get strong enough internet to handle all that that we're putting out. Yeah, unfortunately, though, and there's still many rural areas uh, throughout this state and, and the uh, upper Midwest that don't have ideal internet access. What do you say to those producers? You need to be patient. Uh, you need to upgrade. How you know how important is this, and what happens if you don't have the connections you really need to be successful? Do you have really no other option then? What's funny to me is that sometimes you actually have to go back to having a landline. Oh, okay. You probably dropped your landline back in the 90s or something, but mm -hmm. for a lot of people, they reinstall those into their farm and then can get good enough internet to operate these systems. So it's maybe not the answer that you were expecting right off the bat for that farm to say, get a physical phone number again. But for most people, that solves the issues. No, that's a pretty good answer, though, and really not that big of an investment to move ahead into the world of automation. Well, we certainly uh, enjoyed our conversation with you, Richard, and I want to kind of conclude asking you to, if you don't mind, looking in your crystal ball and 
you know, we talked uh, mostly about milk, but you also brought up uh, automation when it comes to the feeding aspect of the operation as well on a couple of occasions. So what predictions do you have for automation on dairy farms as we move into the future? Well, I just think it's amazing, the automation and dairy that of what we can do, measure, and manage. And I think there will be several items that will impact dairy farming in the future. Some of those may come from consumer demands as transparency of food becomes more important. So I think automation heat detection and having fewer shots will become more important. We actually, on robots, can progesterone test for heat and pregnancy. And that's something that's available as an add-on coming up in the future. I also think robots and rotors are getting faster and more efficient at milking a cow. And we'll continue to learn how humans, animals, and machines interact as we maximize each of those things. I feel like consumers will also want to know how animals are raised and treated. Will our records of animals be available on the side of the packages in a QR code link? Can this further be tied to carbon neutrality? So I think we're going to continue to see investments and changes made on both the cow side, the automation side, and also how we're interacting with our consumers in the future. Oh, you really do think outside the box, and we appreciate that. Last thing, we promise we won't hold this to you, even though now we're going to have it on tape forever. In your opinion, what might be the next big trend when we talk about the dairy industry? I think that we're going to continue understanding how we're going to utilize our labor force in so many different ways. I think we will no longer have people that are just attaching units to cows. We're going to have higher expectations of them to be able to work with the cows, computers, and the housing systems of our cows all at the same time. So by collecting the data on those systems, to be able to interpret that and have our employees highly trained and managing a lot of cows at the same time to be able to get the maximum production and efficiency out of our herds. Well, Richard, I think that's a real doable thing for the future. And I think that might be a needed trend in the industry and not only one that we're kind of painting that picture outside the box, but saying, yeah, if there is going to continue to grow, be profitable, uh, environmentally sound, these are some of the things we're going to have to address. So I thank you for that. And I thought it was a well thought of answer. So we have been speaking with Richard Franta. He is the DeLaval Capital Sales Specialist, and he's been talking about how to know if automation is right for your dairy and also taking a look at how to prepare for it and some of the trends and some of the things he's expecting as we move dairy into the future. So thank you, Richard, again for being our guest today. I also would be remiss if I didn't recognize our producer and editor of Dairy Stream, and that is Joanna Guza for, again, her great work. I also want to thank uh, you for spending time and your uh, energies and learning more about automation today on Dairy Stream. And also a little reminder for you that whenever you're looking for the latest in dairy innovations, technologies, and even trends, I hope you'll automatically turn to Dairy Stream. To our next podcast, I'm Mike Austin. Thanks for listening. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us, podcast at dairyforward.com.